Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Welcome! To another episode of a wild podcast has appeared. I am one of your hosts, Jim Biscardi, and today I am only joined by Christian Hoffer. Megan Peters is enjoying the early holiday, and so we will see her next week. Hi, yes. Hello. You may notice that I am wearing a a uh, very appropriate holiday sweater. <laughs> that is. Is it? Uh, is that a Pokemon Center holiday sweater, or is it, that? It is indeed. Uh, this this uh, was one of the new sweaters that just came out this year. And so I saw it. And since I can never resist a good Bulbasaur shirt, even though Charmander gets like center position and we all know really Bulbasaur should be here. Charmander can be like somewhere over here and Squirtle can be like on the back. (laughs) Oh, just the, the pure shade that Squirtle gets will always, always be funny. I love it. Uh, if you are new to the show, welcome. This is a, a talk show about uh, Pokemon and everything that it entails, really. Uh, the games, both the mobile and console variety, sometimes the board game variety, the anime, the manga, and the stuff. If you like Pokemon, congratulations, you have found the right show to watch uh, or listen to because we are live on Twitch. If you want to catch the show a day early every Wednesday at 12 Eastern, 9 Pacific, you can go to twitch.tv forward slash comic book, get in on all the action and, uh, and, and have some fun. So uh, it's a bit of a, you know, it's a slow ish week, obviously with the holiday coming up uh, this week. So we're going to have a little bit of fun when we get to our, our deep dive, because there is a very funny story uh, about, that went viral and it's ridiculous, but also fantastic. So go ahead. I was about to say it it is definitely uh, a good capstone to 2020. Let's, let's put it that way. Like a weird year and a weird Pokemon story to end the year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, All right. So let's just jump into the news uh, first, because uh, I was actually kind of uh, excited by this. If you are, have no plans for new year's Eve. Well, uh, Pokemon go, has stuff for you. Yes, they are doing a, a year-end celebration. Uh, it uh, starts at New Year's Eve at 10 p.m. Um, and it features Slowpoke wearing 2020 glasses. Um, if you evolve Slowpoke into Slowbro, his glasses also evolve into 2021 glasses, which I thought was kind of goofy and adorable. Um, some other Pokemon that will be appearing are getting Pichu wearing one of those like little 
top hat party hat things. Uh, also, Pikachu and Raichu will also have those. Um, some previous year uh, party hat Pokemon, including the infamous Wurmple, uh, will also be getting a party hat and will be making a reappearance. And uh, yeah, it's just a just a nice goofy way to celebrate the uh, the end of a terrible year. Um, also, uh, you get two uh, twice as much candy and stardust when you hatch eggs, and incubator distances have been halved, which more good news. So hatch lots of eggs, get rid of 2020, and get some wormples. You know me, I love my custom-hatted Pokemon, mm -hmm. so I... Uh, I am all about this. I do like the uh, I do like the the slowpoke and slowbro kind of evolution thing. I think that is. Um, I mean, clearly you're going to have to make sure you get one uh, one of each. Mm -hmm. But um, but no, I think like, like it's fun. It's nice to have a little event. I mean, a lot of people are going to be at home, and so why not just uh, you know be able to you know do something a little fun. Uh, while you're waiting for the ball to drop. Is there a ball this year? I have no idea. I, I actually don't know that. I was thinking of that too, because um, we're, you know, my wife and I are deciding if we're either even going to bother staying up until midnight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, this year just is the worst. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. But, uh, oh, and speaking of why not, why not is also involved in the event. Um, oh, good. Yeah. So, you know, nice. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, yeah no, I, I, I like when they do these little events. I'm surprised that it is as short as it is because it's only like a four or five day event. And that kind of kicks off like a trend that's running into 2021 with Pokemon Go because they announced mm -hmm. a bunch of January stuff, too. And all yeah. of those seem to be like pretty limited time. So why don't we run into to what that what that is? Yeah, so um, you know they did their normal twenty twenty. You know they they do like a big info dump where they kind of announce all like the underlying stuff. Um, uh, they announced that a bunch of new, uh, uh, that a bunch of old legendary Pokemon will be coming back into raids for like a week at a time. Uh, starting with Ho Oh will appear starting January first, uh, followed by a Genesect holding a Burn Drive, which means it knows Fire type moves. Then you're going to get Heatran, uh, then Kyogre and Groudon, and finally a surprise Pokemon, likely one of the Gen 6 legendaries, uh, will finish off uh, the month. Um, Ooh, also, which Gen, which Gen 6 legendary do you think it's going to be? Uh, I'm, I honestly don't know because um, there's not very <laughs> many of them. There's only three. No, there aren't. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, although Zygarde has multiple forms, so maybe they'll they'll start it off with like you know doing like a Zygarde ten percent or something like that. Uh huh. Um, because I'm yeah. I'm guessing that's how they're going to string that out. They'll stretch stretch it out, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. Also, we're getting a new Mega Evolved Pokemon, which they didn't announce. Um, they're going to start doing those uh, season of celebrations with the spotlights on the different regions. The first one of those is going to be the Innova celebration event. And finally, they're doing a new type of challenge that will be added to certain events called collection challenges. And that seems like a way to um, basically give players something to do, especially as I think more and more of these events are going to feature Pokemon that they've already caught. Mm -hmm. That's fair. Uh, for anyone who is uh, listening, if you uh, have my friend code, uh, and invite me to those Holo and Groudon raids because... 
I would like them. So <laughs> I will take any chance I get to uh, to try to try and grab those. So Christian, you too. Uh, yeah, I I will I will. Keep I know, you. I know. I've got forty ho hos and twenty and twenty million uh, Groudons. Blah blah blah. I have. Yeah. I think I have shinies of both of them. Do you really? I'm I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Uh, let me let me let me double check. What does a shiny ho look like? Gold. Yeah, I do. Is it I've, just all gold? Yep. So oh, it looks cool. like looks like that. Oh, look at that. All right. That's so yeah. Cool. So I got anyway. shinies of both of those. Um, and that's uh that's. Yeah, so I don't. I, I I may do some of the Groudon raids. Um, I yeah. actually I'm trying to think. I don't think I have. I'm trying to think if there's a legendary that I don't have of these ones, because I don't. Uh, I actually no. I even have a Heat Ran. So these actually, I've got all of them. Uh, I probably will go for the Kyogre and Groudons personally yeah. because uh, both of those are pretty solid Pokemon to have, mm -hmm. and uh, mine are pretty underpowered in the grand scheme of things. So I'll I'll, I'll do I'll I'll dabble in raids this month. Nice. <laughs> um moving moving along to uh you know new kind of pokemon stuff uh the the picks for pokemon plush never cease to amaze me. They are always ones that you're just like when they get announced, you're like, oh, wow, that's brilliant. But probably never ones that would show up on anyone's list. And so mm -hmm. so, uh, so this time we get uh, Appleton. Mm -hmm. uh, and it looks pretty cool. Uh, it looks adorable. Everyone <laughs> everyone is in love with those. Yeah. Um, and uh, um, like I, it, all, it, it, it cracked me up. Like, like the internet collectively went like, oh, my God. That is adorable. Like I said, and, it's one of those things that until they announce it, you go, yep, nope, I need one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that, and I was like really annoyed because I think that's the shield exclusive yeah. um, one. And so like, I couldn't, I, that was like one of the last Pokemon I got um, in, in Pokemon Sword and Shield. And I was just like, I was like, I want this one. Why did I get stuck with the flying apple dragon? I want the dopey <laughs> apple turnover dragon. Like, this is ridiculous. Give me my freaking Appleton. It's um, basically like, it's like the Eeyore of Pokemon, which, he, is, uh, which is kind of amazing. I will say that the entire line, I feel, is like one of the most understated in, in Pokemon Sword and Shield. Um, yeah. Like, it's very easy to accidentally skip over because it's like only, you can only find it on one spot. Um you know, and uh, they even have a Gigantamax forms that, you know, people don't really talk about. Mm -hmm. But I, I absolutely love this Pokemon. They're the, the thing about this one is it is life size. Yeah, it's so, huge. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's like, uh, like, honestly, if you have a small like dog or something, it's probably bigger than that. So, yeah. um, so. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Jim, you just meet up. There we go. I don't know. There's something going on with my mic, so I apologize uh, to everyone and really more uh, to uh, producer Brittany, who's going to have to edit this one. So I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> let's keep going on because the show's live. Uh, anyway, uh, Christian did a interview with one of the folks from CGC who, if you've uh, been listening to the show, you know that they have just recently got into Pokemon card grading. And so they are very much the new kids on the block. But I think the interesting thing that I've, um, that I've come to learn about like, their process is uh, it's very different from 
uh, PSA, who is for all intents and purposes seems to be the gold standard for you know collect uh, card collecting uh and then there's beckett grading service bgs um which is also out there but see but like so when cgc started doing cards everyone's like oh what's this you know new trash that like realizing that cgc has actually been around doing grading stuff for a very long time like they yeah. are the go-to when it comes to grading coins or gr uh, grading comics uh you know and it's like like them getting into cards makes a ton of sense and so like so why wouldn't they um and so Christian had the opportunity to, to talk to someone uh, uh, at CGC who's in charge of a lot of the grading there. Christian, why don't you kind of talk about some of the, the things that you uh, learned from, well, from the interview? One of the things that, you know, I, I thought was really interesting was, you know, one, we, we, we talked a little uh, about a bunch of stuff. Um, we, we talked about uh, the rise of modern uh, Pokemon card grading. Because, you know, yeah. like the first question that I asked, and that, that was the thing that I'm really interested in was really interested in is like is there any point of getting like non-vintage cards so like if i don't have a charizard first edition shadowless like what's should i get the cards graded and like you know mind you he you know he is a representative of a grading company um but you know we talked about uh, a bit about you know like modern actually is a very strong market in and of itself um, mm -hmm. There's a lot of interest in it, you know, and also, you know, keep in mind, you know, me and you, the reason why a Charizard first edition hollow foil, blah, 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 goes for $180,000 is because that's a card that we have a very strong connection to it. Cause when we were kids, mm -hmm. those modern cards, the ones that, you know, kids are picking up today will elicit the same sort of reactions in 20 years from now. Um, right. Uh, I uh, so I thought that was interesting. I like that CGC goes and um, talks about um, they they uh, kind of like mention like okay, so let's say you have like a weirdo misprinted card, which is like a niche market, which is funny mm -hmm. because like I remember when I was a kid, those sort of cards were like the like the holy grail because they were all like one of a kind, you know, yep. misprints and stuff like that is stuff that you can't find, um, and so they. It, the uh, the representative uh, Charlie uh, like went and like talked a little bit about that like niche market and um, actually I I think I I had to like pull that out of the interview and I'll you know kind of do a, a second article about it here in the next week or so because the 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 interview is super long um, it was like super informative I thought I I was really interested in it um, you know and also the other thing I realized was that he explained. A lot of people do not get their Pokemon cards graded because they're hoping to increase the value or like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm going to get the card graded so I can sell it. Um, you know, that's, that's not why I'll, the majority of people get their cards graded. And I, I thought that was fascinating because, you know, um, considering I, you know, I, I've been involved in comics for going on 20 years now um <laughs> and you know during that time cgc you know they are like the premier comics grader and mm -hmm. i've only seen people get their comics graded because they want to like try to up the value and that's how i've always associated uh grading things and you know so for him to say like no if you have a card that you like really love and it's like a ten dollar even if it's like a ten dollar card you should get it graded um, because of it's cheap, um, yeah. and, and, and and there's that the preservation factor too, 
Yeah. Right? Like, like there, there's also that. So, uh, uh, Leapard Pokefan in the chat says, you know, the problem is that there's too many rare cards. I don't think that they will feel as special in 20 years as the original cards. Now, uh, I, I agree and I, and I, dis I disagree a little bit with that fact where, you know, I mean, look at, it's one of those things where, you know, anytime that we do an unboxing of those cards and, you know, for those sets, there are always one or two that come out of even the modern sets that still hold on to relative value, right? So just just thinking back to Champion's Path, where uh, everyone was going nuts for. The, I mean, it's a, it's a Charizard, right? But um, there's the the Vmax, there's the Vmax Charizard, and then there was the shiny Charizard. And I think those cards will will still will still hold value. And then for Vivid Voltage, uh, a lot of people are are still going nuts for the the Vmax Pikachu card, right? Mm -hmm. And so those are those are like. Um, those are ones that that are that are modern that I think will continue to to hold their value because I think even if you look back, I mean there was kind of like a a dark period for the TCG uh, where it feels like no one was really you know uh, collecting or there wasn't a lot of interest in it. But I I guarantee you like those circ numbers are probably lower than than we all expect. And so in ten years there there are going to be cards that pop up in those sets that we're probably not even thinking about now that will will drive kind of that that interest um, in in the collectability market. Now, obviously, you know, if there are like super um, super popular Pokemon that kind of pop up out of nowhere from some of the new sets and it's their first card type of thing, like that kind of stuff will uh, may, uh, you know, may, it, it's, it's, it's all a game. Like, I wanna say it's all a gamble, right? But it's all, and it, it basically is. It's, you're taking the chance that some of these cards may or may not, um, you know, go up or down in value. But, you know, at the same time, like if you're a collector, it doesn't like it doesn't matter. You're just you're going for the 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 collecting you know collectability aspect of it. Yeah. Um, so because like because like I because like I have a I have a regular Charizard, not Shadowless, not first edition. Um, but it you know it's and it's an okay shape. Like if I sent it in to go get graded, it'll probably come back at a, uh, a six maybe. But I hold on to it because uh, I've had other Charizards in you know in my collecting time. But this is the one that I I pulled out. It's the one that I. Uh, uh, I remember pulling from a pack and it's the one I, I never, I never want to let go. And I don't, but I, you know, I also don't want it to get in any worse condition. So I'm, that's probably why I'm going to end up sending it off, but go ahead. Sorry. Uh, well, I was going to point out, and this uh, something that I actually forgot to throw on the schedule uh, or on our script. And I was going to like bring this up anyways. Um, it's like a, a surprise thing. There was actually a recently, probably the biggest Pokemon trade in TCG history uh, went down in the last like couple of weeks. Um, mm -hmm. And it involved uh, somebody basically trading off their collection of Charizard cards uh, for a Pikachu Illustrator, which is like mm -hmm. commonly like seen as like one of the rarest and most expensive cards in, in the world. Um, the the Charizard cards that got traded, I think there were like a total of eight or nine of them. And they included like your typical like, ah, here's my super rare, like PSA 9.5, uh, you know, Shadowless Charizard. But it also included other Charizards too. You know, it included the first secret rare Charizard. Yeah. Uh, it included the like you know first shining Charizard. It included the last Charizard ever printed by Wizards of the Coast. You know, Charizard in there too. <laughs> yeah. So like all those Charizards, you know, like all those different cards. Now, could they? You know, are those things going to sell for two hundred thousand dollars? No, they're not. But 
you know, they were certainly valuable enough for someone to take the time to collect them. They were certainly rare enough for that, you know, uh, you know, both this, you know, these two ultra collectors both assigned some sort of like value to them. And, you know, they were included. They, that was part of this prized Charizard collection. And I think that, you know, stuff like that's going to continue too. Like, you know, I, I, I think that as time uh, goes on, you know, we'll see more people who are like, okay, this was the first ever, you know, um, you know, this was the first ever Inteleon, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and like, you know, they're, they're not going to go for like big bucks. No, but you know, like I still think that, you know, um, as this market continues to evolve, you know, people will start looking at these like second and third tiers. And that's the thing about vintage. Uh, we, we did the interview not too long ago where it's like, okay, how do I get into this? Like, Pokemon card investing, so to speak. And, you know, he, he was like, yeah, don't start off with like your freaking Charizards, you know, find, mm -hmm. find a card that has personal value, you know, connection to you and try to fill out that collection. And especially as vintage is becoming so, and so like unreachable for like the average show, yeah. you know, there's going to be things that fill in that gap because Pokemon cards aren't going anywhere. It's, it's, it right. is the second most popular card game in the world. The only thing that's more popular than it is Magic the Gathering. Um, and even that, you know, and they appeal to two totally different types of players. Um, you know, Magic the Gathering is popular because it is literally, um, you know, the only like super competitive actual card game. You know, like, you know, yeah, there's your like Hearthstones and your Legends of Ruterra and stuff like that. And those are popular in their own ways, but those are digital card games. You yeah. know, Magic still, even though Magic has Magic Arena now, you know, um, Magic is still very much like the only real card game um, that's all about like, you know, having those cards and stuff. And yeah. even that has like evolved. And I, I feel like we will eventually see, we're, we're starting to see like aspects of it with these like shining sets and like the mm -hmm. Champion's Path and stuff like that, where we're going to like see more and more of these, like they have, uh, what, what are they called? Um, like secret layers, I think is what they're called and stuff like that. Like magic has these like mini sets. And I think that more and more, you know, I would not be surprised if Pokemon starts doing more and more stuff like that as well. Um, like, you know, cause like imagine like, for instance, if like uh, the Pokemon card company, uh, the Pokemon training card game had like a Junji Ito uh, set, yeah. like, you know. Well, I think, I think too, um, the thing to, to remember is like, if, if you're looking to get a a 10 or a, a 9.8 or whatever Charizard, like at this point, good luck. Uh, or, or you know, be prepared to spend a lot of money. The thing that, that uh, you know, when we spoke to Jeremy Padower and, and, and even in, in your interview, I believe, like, you know, lower grade stuff is now going to become the more common uh, stuff that you see being traded around in, you know, wherever, wherever you're going. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, uh, so, so it, it'll just be, it's an inch, it's continuing to be a very interesting thing to watch, uh, because now more and more, a lot more booster boxes are apparently popping up out of nowhere. Now that the, the craziness, are you just starting to see those sell for crazy amounts? Um, so anyway, like we, we have to, uh, uh gotta take a break. Um, but when we get back, we'll uh, go into our deep dive, uh, where someone named their child after a Pokemon. So, uh, we'll be back after this break. <laughs> Thank you.
Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. And we're back. Sorry. Not at all awkward for the for those, Twitch. For, the, for those watching, it's like, uh, is there going uh, to be a break there? Um uh, we, it's, it's for the audio version, obviously. And so, um, so, okay, Christian, why don't you tell us, give it, give us a little backstory on what this is. So not too long ago on Reddit, uh, somebody posted on the TIFU subreddit, which means, uh, today I effed up. Um, and, uh, basically they, uh, this person talked about how, um, his sister was having a child and, uh, they start talking about unique names. Um, and, uh, they, uh, his sister mentioned like, oh, it would be cool if we could come up with a name that started with Z that was unique. And, um, he, um, said like, ah, oh, yes, you know, what about Zacian? That means sword in Japanese. And, uh, that is what the child ends up being named. <laughs> Which is this. Um, and there's a child out there who is going to get called on in class, uh, Zacian, whatever. And um, some people will be in on it and some people just won't. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest. Like, you know, there, so it's not the worst. It's not the worst one. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> it is. It is not the worst uh, name in the world um like you know like zacian um reminds me of kind of like a knockoff aiden and uh you know i, I say that with all due respect to any of our listeners who are either named aiden or have a child named aiden uh you know that's like the really popular like kind of like name where it's like 15 years ago or i guess 20 25 years ago i don't know what is time um would go like Aiden and now it's like everyone's kid is named Aiden or some variation of it and so like I could see like someone go oh Zacian that's basically like Aiden uh only with a couple of letters changed so like chat not- I, I, I want the chat to start dropping in what they think are probably some of the worst names that you can uh before I, mean, I already saw like a tongue like, like a tongue yeah that's uh that's awful uh I don't think anyone in their right mind would name someone Mr. Mime but it is totally possible uh but I mean like I mean there's there's plenty of other off like oh, who's gonna name their well actually no now that I say it I was gonna say like, who's gonna name their kid Scyther and you know what that 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 not the worst one. <laughs> that, that I could I could absolutely see. Wormpool. Know, like Wormpool is a it would be a a pretty terrible one. Shuckle, 
Yeah, Raven Kid, that's a good one. Shuckle is a uh, an awful one. No, uh, you know what? Like Shuckle, I, I I hate to I I hate to stereotype, but Shuckle totally sounds like something that someone in like deep Appalachia would yeah. be named. Uh, <laughs> like you know that I can see Shuckle. Uh, um, we've got uh, let's see, uh, Ditto in the Ditto in there. Snorlax uh, also pretty a pretty bound. I just think like Snorlax Viscardi. Nope, just doesn't uh, just doesn't ring. Wooloo would get so picked on. I mean, look. Wulu takes and takes enough. I don't like. I would not ever uh, put that put that on. <laughs> Shuckle is growing on me. I know. Look, it's um uh these things happen all the time, right? Like, I mean, you know, people name their kids after video game characters, TV characters, cartoon characters. There are plenty of Goku's in the world. Um, you do know, you, <laughs> do you remember? Whatever. You remember like for like several straight years, like one of the most popular girls' names was Daenerys, and then like the yes. last season of Game of Thrones happens. Like, <laughs> congratulations, you just named your daughter after a mass murderer, like a fictional <laughs> psychopath. Like, right? That's the that's the thing, right? You you become you be at the mercy of uh, you know what what the creators may or may not do um, with with these characters, and so and, you know, and I don't begrudge anyone who does this, but like. When it comes to the world of Pokemon, naming uh, your kid uh, after a, uh, after a Pokemon uh, is is weird. Now, on the flip side, and I'm curious to see what the chat thinks here. There are a bunch of good options that that you know, if you were to come across this uh, a name like this, that I think you know would would not be as bad. I think Evie is probably the uh, the closest to like a real name. No, absolutely wait, wait, not. You don't that's, think that? that's awful. That's, that's just, like, it's that's, like a nickname. It would be a nickname for someone who's named Eve. Just Evie. Uh, no. Instead of spelling it E-E-V-E-E, -E -E, you spell it E-V-I-E. -E. That's totally fine. Yeah, you know what? For the last like 25 years, anyone with that nickname, you know, has been getting picked on, like in <laughs> schoolyards across the nation. And I can say this because I know somebody uh who whose nickname is Evie E-V-I-E. And she she was absolutely got picked on. Um, you know, she's not now that she leans into it, I think. Um, you know, she's, you know, got a big, like, I'm a big Evie fan now, but yeah, for, for a while there, uh, not a fan of that at all. Uh, I okay, was going to well, say, what, what would you say? Uh, Cresselia. Not a bad one. I was going yeah, to that, that, whatever that, you said, but that's not a bad one. Yeah. That's because I think about these things, Jim. Um, uh, 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 excuse me. Um, I think, uh, uh, another one that, that I could totally see for like some, like just, you know, someone who just wants, who believes that like their kid's going to be a grow up to be a strong guy. Um, Onyx, I can see being uh, being used only because that's an actual thing that they changed one letter of. Um, you know, <laughs> that uh, you know that's that's like you know yeah like that that's like saying like oh I'm going to you know like drowsy. Well, it's like yeah, that's because drowsy is a real word. They just changed yeah, the freaking sure. you know change change the spelling of it slightly. Um, I'm I'm trying to think of some like other other good ones. Um, uh, I think R R Rosalia is a Rosalia, is yeah, nice one. That's that's uh, a good one. Um, I could I could see someone uh, making a run with like uh, Galade or Galade. Um, okay. You know, yeah. I, I I could I could definitely see someone trying to like figure out a way um, around that. Um, yeah. I also just thought of another like absolutely terrible Pokemon name. Uh, you know, Mamoswine. Uh, you know, like, oh, that's awful. that's. I was just like, I was like running through like internal like lists of Pokemon. I was like, oh <laughs> god, that's 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 horrible. Like, no, I can see, I can see Chansey uh, also being a, a good one. Oh, uh, 
You know, yeah, see, like, not, that, that's not bad. That's the issue, though. Like, I feel like some of these, like, especially like the Gen 1 Pokemon are almost yeah. too recognizable, where now yeah. everyone would associate them automatically with 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 Pokemon. Um, like, you know, Chansey, like, everyone would know it's like, you named your child after a Pokemon. Like, the key is you gotta do it <laughs> stealth. You know, you gotta go for, like, some of the more obscure ones where, like, only the true hardcore people would would know what's going on. Um, it's like, you know, you, you don't name your, your Pokemon after, like, you're, you're like, you, this, you don't... This is, this is my son, Genesect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's funny. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's like it's kind of like naming pets. It always cracks me up. It's like you uh one one of my favorites, I remember in college, we got into this big debate once and it was like, oh, you don't name your dog Goku because people will know you're like an anime uh yeah, fan. Uh-huh. You name him like Yamcha. And it's like, <laughs> like why would you do that to a dog? <laughs> that was like my counter argument. It's like that's awful. That's that's the worst name for a dog. Um but yeah, like you know, that that's the I I it made me laugh. And then the funny thing was was that a writer, the writer who wrote this up for our site, he was telling me about it because we were talking about this on our company chat. He was telling me he's like he met somebody who had twins and named them after Zacian and Zamazenta. I was like, okay, Zacian, I could see how you could get away with. How yeah. how do you justify Zamazenta? And it no, was no, no, no. they can, named him Zenta. Oh, yeah. And it's, but at the same time, I was just like, I was literally, I was just like, well, I mean, don't get me wrong. I name my children. My children have like the most traditional names possible, you know, to the point where it's like, it's really funny. My, my oldest is named John and like, he doesn't have any classmates named John. And it's like, that's like the world's most common name. Yeah. Like. <laughs> and now it's like, everyone's like, oh, what a unique name. What like an old school name. And it's like, it's. It's John. Yeah. Well, you know, you know what 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 does sound like uh, an old school name that you mentioned. I was trying to think of like like what would if Pokemon was around in like yield English time. I could, uh, Absol is definitely oh, is definitely a good old timey kind of uh, kind of Pokemon name for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like uh, I like that one. I I do. I like that one a lot too. That's that's a good one. Yeah. Say uh, that is a good one. Yeah. Wow. You you came up with a good suggestion there. <laughs> it was for only, everything. Look, I mean, look, it got spurred by by the you know your term uh, old timey, and that was really the one that <laughs> that kind of uh, you know sprung it for me. So anyway, people are naming their kids uh, after Pokemon, and you know if that's a thing you want to do, they're uh, not off. There are some not awful choices out there. Yeah. So, I mean, as always, you know, you I mean, do don't you. name your kid Rotom, right? Like that's. I will say yeah, this though: if I you say it out loud, it's not terrible. If you name your kid Rayquaza, make sure he leans into that. Yeah. Or she, you know, yeah. Ray, I could see Rayquaza could go, you know, either way. But yeah, yeah, make sure your kid leans into that. You know, you are a dragon god and deserve to be treated as such. Um, so just, just remember that, like, you know, make sure you lean into these things and also think about what what before you name your children. Think of the the terrible implications that might have when they are alone on the schoolyard, surrounded by bullies. Please, please don't name. Please don't name your kid Garboder. Please, <laughs> please don't. For the sake of us here at the show, 
please do not do that. Oh. So, um, okay, let's get to the Pokemon fact of the week and get out of here. Uh, so uh, this this week's Pokemon fact of the week, we are continuing to move uh, move down the uh, Pokedex, and we're on Electabuzz. Uh, Electabuzz, you know, once again, Pokedex entries not super exciting, but. Uh, it is one of those uh, Pokemon which has an origin in Japanese mythology. Electabuzz is an Oni, which I didn't even think about for a very, very long time. I love Onis. Like, Onis are awesome. And I, in a million years, until like it was pointed out to me, I was like, oh, yeah, no, that, that makes sense. Onis are uh, mythological creatures associated with lightning and thunder and look very similar to an Electabuzz. Oh. Um, yeah. Never would have guessed. That's a that's a pretty cool one. I'd say I, I have no idea what Onis are, so that's a yeah. No, well, uh, that's because you don't play D anD D with me. Also, another like like I I uh, I was always a big fan a uh, big fan of Electabuzz. I think he's got a very kind of cool uh, cool design. Um, although, like it's it's weird. He's another one of those that because he comes later in the game only had a large you know just like a an evolved form right and then they introduced ella kid which is weird and then electivire uh is is pretty cool but seems like way bigger than like i feel like that would be more of like a a mega form than uh than anything else but i don't i don't like electivire because it looks so disconnected from ella kid and electabuzz like ella kid i can see like ah yes this is a baby electabuzz like electfire looks like an entirely different pokemon like if you yeah. didn't give it the same color scheme uh there's there's no resemblance whatsoever uh, i have the, a similar issue with magmortar they they both yeah. of those of all forms look totally disconnected and i understand with at least with magmar it's like okay they're taking the opportunity to get rid of his butt head um right. but uh yeah electivire i feel I, I i'm not a fan of that 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 design at all um my favorite thing about um uh, electabuzz is it talks about uh like one of the, like the running themes of this evolutionary line is that they do windmills with their arms to increase mm. their power and so pokemon like apparently well like electabuzz is like doing its popeye uh roundup other pokemon just like walk away <laughs> <laughs> that cracks oh, me up i i saw that it's like oh my god like that that does yeah no i can see that just another That's Pokemon's awesome. like, yeah, we're done here. Like you, yeah. you keep doing that thing. It's like, no, I gotta keep on, gotta keep on charging up. And it's like, okay, <laughs> buddy, you do you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do another thing. Right. Oh man. Well, never, never a dull moment when it comes to the the world of Pokemon. So. That's going to do it for us here today at the at the show. I hope you enjoyed spending some uh, some time with us. I hope you enjoy uh, your holiday uh, holiday time coming up just later this week. So uh, if you want to support the show, number of ways that you can do it. You can uh, tell all your friends about it on Twitter. It really helps us a whole lot. Like you know, if you don't follow at Pokemon Pod CB, and uh, you know, please do. And then you know, when you see us go live, if you can retweet that that, that tweet um, or just tell friends about it when uh, shows go live, it really does go a long way. If you have not 
uh, gone already ahead to re, uh, list, uh, list, write a review on iTunes, uh, please do. Five-star reviews help us out immensely. And if we read them out on the air, uh, when we get back to the office, we're going to send out a whole bunch of, uh, uh, of shirts. And so we're looking forward to, to doing that, hopefully sooner rather than later in the new year. Uh, otherwise, um, you know, just come chat with us uh, whenever uh, you'd like on, on Twitter. You can find me at Jim Biscardi. And you can find me at Seahoffer Seabus. And you can find Megan Peters at Megan Peters CB. So make sure you tweet at her and tell her that you missed her. And uh, she'll be back next week. Uh, we all will. And, uh, first show of the new year. Get excited, everybody. It uh, is actually, not the first show. It is not, not it is the last all. show of the year. Uh, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I can do math. <laughs> well, I hope you guys. I hope you guys had a, a good time. We will see you next week, uh, but right before on the eve of twenty twenty one. Not really the eve, but close enough. Whatever you get it. All right, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.